Hello, and welcome to the Equus Film and Arts Fest podcast, the only program for horse lovers who have a fondness for horses in film, art, and literature. Each week, we will have interesting conversations with equestrian filmmakers, artists, and authors from around the world, discussing the nature and challenges, as well as the triumphs of creating their work. Ready to talk horses and film and the arts? Here's your host, Julianne Neal, along with Lisa Dearson, festival founder and director. Hi, I'm Julianne Neal with JA Media Productions and the Equus Film and Arts Fest, and I'm really excited. I'm here today with one of our Equus authors, Robin Davis. We'll be discussing her entry into this year's festival, Authentic Horsemanship, but we're also going to take a look back at one of her previous entries, which is Uranium Warriors, which I just happen to have with me right now. So Robin, thank you for speaking with me today. Thank you, Julianne. I'm really looking forward to spending time with you. I always love talking with you. Well, it's it's good to sort of see you not in person, but to see you again, because we've been at some of these events together. And I think the first time I spoke with you was about Uranium Warriors, but we're going to talk today about this year's entry, Authentic Horsemanship. Did you know when you were writing the first book that you would end up writing the second one ever? Um, I think I did. I, I, well, um, so I've always felt the call to write. And when I wrote Uranium Warrior, it was, I started writing it right at the end of that entire effort. And it really was more of a way for me to work through my own PTSD from that experience. Plus I wanted to help other people recognize that they can make a difference too, because I felt you know like I was just one person and I feel like Uranium Warrior helps people helps a person see that they can make a difference. And, but at the same time, I kept writing about my experiences with my horses. And so then with the authentic horsemanship sort of came in as um, bringing together those stories. I, I've been published in a local newspaper here with some of those stories. And I kept writing for my, my website and for some of the clients and things and just always visualizing uh, another book and mm -hmm. the cover is nothing like what i envisioned envisioned i envisioned it a whole different i had an inspirational photo that i had of my herd um with a rainbow and i, I that was always i'd see that and it's like that's my next book cover but it's huh. not <laughs> so what made you change your mind what what changed um it was my editor she said, hey, Robin, you know, this is great. You have this great scene picture, but let's put you on your horse so that people see that you can actually do what you're talking about. Good call. Yeah, I, that reminds me of the importance of having a really good editor because mm -hmm. I've, you know, just just having written a little a little book that we had no editor, but me, I'm realizing I really, really needed somebody. So, so how important is your editor in your whole writing process? Oh my gosh. She's such a blessing to me. She redirects me. She keeps me on track. She also, she sees a different vision. You know, when we're doing our own editing and we're looking at our own ideas, we're more attached to our own ideas and we have a vision. I've had a vision, but then when, um, I send it to Chris. She says, this is great, Robin, but where are you going with it? 
or mm-hmm. can we tweak this a little bit or you know that sort of thing she says you're getting kind of rambly here <laughs> <laughs> or let's let's not write it like a like a technical writer would write it write it with mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. flares some some flowery stuff so she's yeah. helped me so much well, that's fantastic. And and I really love, you've told me that you have, have gone into the holistic side of things. And I saw mm-hmm. some of that in Authentic Horsemanship. And I love how you've interspersed the stories and the horses and the tales with like an exercise. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I remember, especially the one with the essential oils and the, the rescue horse, I think her name was Cherry. That Cherry. You had, and it was like, you know, going through all this process of finding out what was going on with cherry through essential oils. And then I I never would have thought of, okay, I can try this with my horse. So I love how you did that. Was that her idea or your idea? Well, it was actually the way I got into essential oils. Um, I just had a person approach me that said, hey, maybe you'd like to try some essential oils with cherry. And I invited this gal over and the story is in authentic horsemanship about how that whole process went and that really was a lot of the beginnings of my looking into more horse you know animal communication and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so yeah i guess she probably was telling me i just wasn't listening (laughs) yeah i gotcha (laughs) and and now i'm listening yeah yeah Well, and I like how a lot of these, you've got the story and then something like an assignment, a homework tape of something for somebody to go do. So did you, what would you come up with first? The idea for, okay, I need a homework thing and I got to find a story to go with it. Or did you think of the story and then the homework or exercise rather not homework, but. Right, right. Uh, It was actually this, it was the story. The stories would come out and then I thought, oh, well, this is a great place to put this idea for an exercise because when when I worked with um, the kids, I used to work with kids, I mm-hmm. actually laid out a system where they could earn pins for being able to accomplish certain tasks. And some of those tasks are things that I had the kids doing. And I actually laid out uh, a little horsemanship manual that I, that I only worked with myself. I didn't you know, publish it or anything. Um, and so some of those exercises come from that. And so I was like, oh, this is a great place to incorporate this because I feel like there's such value in mm-hmm. doing some of these things. Mm-hmm. So what's your writing story right now? And are you still working with 4-H and the kids and, and doing things like that? Um, so I'm no longer working with the kids in 4-H. Um, I actually am working as a with, with the Postal Service and that takes a lot of time. So mm-hmm. I really had to just let that go for now. Um, when it comes to writing, my thought is I want to do a journal to go along with um, authentic horsemanship an authentic horsemanship journal with journal prompts and things that are that uh, are coordinated with the exercises and some of the stories and things like that I think that might be fun with some pictures and things but really my next stories um, this is it's funny I always say this was my work because I had to work to get through this mm-hmm. this is something the horses made sure that I did and my next is my play. I'm doing a um, adventure series for it's a chapter book for kids for youth that are a, it's a horse and a ferret, and the ferret rides the horse, 
and oh. they all, they go on adventures and they're, each of the stories has a little bit of a, uh, a lesson to it to, to help kids grow deeper in their relationship with horses and animals and, and the earth. And so um, I see it as a big series, big series. Oh, that's fantastic. Do you have names for your characters yet? Soleil is the horse and you, you met Soleil in here. Um, the ferret is LC, which is uh, LC, which is for Lamborghini Countach. <laughs> and it, yeah, and it started as a, um, so they're real, they're real animals. So okay. LC was a ferret that I had who was a barn ferret. He would come, he would run around the barn with me. And the first time he met Soleil, I mean, it was a love affair. Those two, you would not think that a ferret and a horse would, but you just felt, I felt this soul connection, this soul relationship between these two beings. And it was so special. He'd always come out, Elsie would come out to see Soleil and Soleil would very gently I went to see my Elsie. And so I just started oh. hearing these stories coming in. And I thought, this is this is the next series. That's that's, that's where very I'm going. cool. Yeah. I can picture that one now as an audio book too with little voices. So yeah, just find the, <laughs> find the right readers for that. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> it will uh, be. It will well, be. Congratulations. That's gonna be I can't wait. I can't wait to read that one. When do you think it'll be ready? Oh, you know, I'm working on it. And um, again, like I said, I've got this this job that is kind of taking a lot of my time. But in another year, I'll be able to retire from this job. So okay. I'm hoping that it, what I'd really like to do, I know we've got horse uh, Rocky Mountain Horse Expo coming up, and I was kind mm -hmm. of hoping to have something by then. Um, I will definitely have the journal for authentic horsemanship and probably mm -hmm. some teasers on the Elsie and, and Soleil story, the adventures oh, of Elsie and Soleil. <laughs> yes. Well, I can't wait to read them and I can't wait to see you there at Rocky Mountain. That'll be fun too. So how can people find you if, if a reader's looking for your work or Amazon website, how, what's the best way to reach you? Probably right now, the Amazon, um, I, my, I have an author page on the Amazon um, website, and it's probably the most current. It, I don't have authentic horsemanship on my website yet. Again, it's just more of a time thing right now. I haven't been able to do that. But sure, so sure. I would say Amazon is probably the best place right now. Yeah, And of course, through the film festival. So yeah, oh, I, I'm hoping festival. good luck to you with the Winnie Awards coming up. I, I know you always do well. So I'm, I'm excited to see how, how the book does with that. So yeah, me too. I'm really excited to be a part of it. And I love this organization and love you and, and everything that you guys are doing. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you for being part of the herd. We love it. We love it. this wonderful idea a few months back and that was to take untouched mustangs and work with neurological pathway bodywork and brain-based horsemanship and see how how a horse will transition in these first six days and we were able to do that through the mustang speaks film and now we want to bring that to the world answer what's the answer 
We've already done that. I'll give you that. The Mustang Speaks has given me the most incredible opportunity and we would love for you to experience the opportunity that I had through this documentary. Now you can see where I'm starting to go is then we end up with all good neurological pathways. And so then that's the horse that can down-regulate itself. In that top here in that pole area, that was lovely. Very good. He is such a good boy. So the, the production part is now where it gets real expensive to, to bring something like this to the world and um, we need your help to do that. The Mustang Speaks film documentary. Please be sure to tune in next week when Julianne and I have another interesting conversation with one of our Equus Film and Arts Fest filmmakers, artists, or authors. 